Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to number nine of Sports for Dummies. That was the Bobby Firmino chant for anyone that was wondering. This is the podcast for you, whether you know anything or nothing about sports. I am joined by my co-host, Hope Ellen. Hope, what's been going down? I felt like you were going to say a describing word there, and then you stopped. Like you were going to say, here's my brilliant, amazing, beautiful co-host, and then you just went, here's my co-host. No, do you know what it was? Because I went, my brain, I went into like... This is the thing that I find complicated because we're like both hosts. So my, my brain went, it's not, I can't say host because then that doesn't make sense because you're not the host because we're both the hosts. <laughs> I was going to go host Hope Ellen, but that doesn't make, which is why I took a massive, anyway, we can do that again I, with my co-host Hope Ellen. There you go, got there. There we go. Love it. You could have just added the word brilliant in. That would have been fine as oh, well. Brilliant. Um, yes, all is well in my world. I've been to the beach all day, which was lovely with my uh, little niece and my, my niece and my nan, my mum, who's her nan. And my mum treated me to a to a dinner at lunchtime. So I had this oh, wonderful nice. barbecue chicken thing with like melted cheese and bacon wow. uh, with these massive chunky chips and salad. Mm. It was very delicious. It was called the Manhattan, just FYI, for anyone wondering what you can get at the old Hunstanton Marine <laughs> pub. There you go. Uh, Lewis, what about you? It's been a very sunny day. You've been out all day, haven't you? I have indeed. I actually, I was seeing an old friend from church. That was nice. And then... Fun little thing, because I've obviously, I've actually moved from St. Albans. I moved back in September for those that have been listening since then. Shout out to all of you. But I moved back in September. I went and visited my old road. So I saw all the lads from my old road. So a couple of the boys. So shout out to Harvey and to Sam and to Tom, because they are all growing up. Um, so I went to go and see them. We hung out, play a bit of football and stuff. It was good. Um, your old road? As in the road I used to live on, my old road. So now oh, I live so on these a new like, road. These are like new little, na- these are like old neighbours. Yes, they're old neighbours. Exactly, they're my old mates. My yeah, my yeah, my old road. Did you exactly. used to play out with your like scooters and stuff when you were long, younger? I, we we still like we still do. We we did until I moved. You know that was always our thing. We did it since day one. That was always our thing. There were uh, a, on a good day there could be eight or nine of us, and but the 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 core was always me, Sam, Harvey, and Thomas. So there you go. That that was the four. Um, so there you go. Fun fact. Is that Sam messaging you now? No. Was that me? Or was that you? That was you. My phone's always on silent. So is mine. Mine's on Do Not Disturb. Why did that go bing? My phone's dry as a cracker. 
I uh, had a really cool day on Wednesday. I went, because yes. I'm working with Behind the Gloves now. Shout out Behind the Gloves. Go and subscribe on YouTube if you're not already. And on all the socials. So I went to a boxer media event. So boxer is obviously the promoter that's from Ben Shalom. He's like the main man. And they're linked to Sky Sports. Um, so I met loads of really cool people, including Johnny Nelson. Oh, wow. I just love going to these events because I honestly, on the way there, I'm so scared, like shaking, heart, complete anxiety. But I always remind myself that, that is a, a great feeling to have because it means you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. And that's how you grow. So I like that feeling. I relish in that feeling. Hope is what we like to hear. See, that's exactly what we need to hear. Positivity and doing things that you love doing, even if they are difficult and not always easy. You know, good to push yourself into, into the deep end. Yes, absolutely. And um, if you want to check out the interview that I've done with Ben Whitaker, who is a silver Olympia, Olymp- Olympiast. Olympian. Olympian. That's the word. Olympian. Glad you're here, Lewis. Uh, the silver medalist Olympian for light heavyweight in the Tokyo 2020 Olympics, which is confusing because it took place in 2021, but you know, moved <laughs> over. Um, you can check it out on Behind the Gloves YouTube channel. Moving swiftly on to this week's stories. Every single week, if you're new here, Lewis rounds up the three biggest stories or most interesting stories in sport and teaches me a thing or two all about it. Get involved in the conversation. You can do that on the socials. Just give us a search. Uh, sports underscore dummies podcast, I think, on most of them. Or something of that array and you'll find us. Yeah, absolutely. Quite frankly. Hope we're st- we've actually got three, as always, three stories of three well, different people this week. That's what I just said, Lewis. You'd... No, but but, it, but we'll get to it because three different people with three different lives, three different interesting things going on. Number one, we're starting with a man that we talk about quite a lot, actually, when we talk about NFL, the regarded as the greatest quarterback of all time, which is... NFL is... Come on. It begins with a T. Non-league, no. Wait, NFL is not basketball, is it? NFL is American football. National Football League, American football. T. TB. Tom Brady, anyway. Um, I've never heard you say that name in my life. Hope, we discussed, do you remember, we discussed Kansas City Chiefs against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year, and it was a battle of the quarterbacks, which was Patrick Mahomes against Tom Brady. Well, there you go. Clearly, anyway, my you, memory is not great. Don't you worry, though. Look, you've been busy. You've been busy arranging fights with professional boxers. So, so <laughs> I, 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 so I'll cover us. Um, so big news, hope. So Tom Brady to kind of give a little sports dummies roundup is kind of the greatest quarterback of all time. He's won seven Super Bowls. Forty-five years old. He's the equivalent of like. He's a bit like Buffon. Or, no, he's Ronaldo. That's who he is. He's Ronaldo. It'll make more sense. He's Wait, Cristiano yeah, Ronaldo. You. I don't know who on earth Buffon is. Buffon was is an Italian goalkeeper, like one of the greatest goalkeeping legends of all time because he's been going on for so long. He's 44 years old and he's still playing in goal for wow. Palmer, I believe. So there you go. Yeah. And he played, he's played for loads. So he couldn't have that. So Tom Brady plays every single year um, and he retired at the end of the season. So what looked to be retired, he then came out of retirement. It was all very weird. And anyway, he's now back for his possibly his final season last year. Anyway, the reason why he's in the news hope, which is why we're discussing him, is because Fox Sports have announced on Tuesday that Tom Brady will become their leading NFL analyst. So that will be kind of their like that their talks person um, when he retires. So that could be next season or the following one. Mm, preparing, he's going preparing. To re- well, he could be. Hope I want you to. This is an interesting thing, right? I won't make you guess because this is ridiculous. So just I always get it. And also, whenever you make me guess, I always get it wrong. <laughs> well. 
anyway, uh, well, okay. In fairness, I would never expect you to get this because I was also shocked. He is set to receive across 10 years of working for Fox Sports, $375 million. What is a retirement package? No, as him being the analyst. So what he's, so he's not, what? he's not re- on so earth. Yeah. So basically hope to give you some kind of backstory into this and some history around Fox Sports for those that don't necessarily know. Fox Sports was set up by a man called Rupert Murdoch. Now you may or may not know heard of Rupert Murdoch, yeah. but you, well, there you go. Rupert owns Fox Sports. He also was the man that created the Premier League through Sky Sports. The reason kind of why they've done this is because Fox Sports have always been known at hiring big names. Back when the NFL was formed um, and the league was formed, he basically snatched the league and made it his own through Fox Sports. He also paid the biggest broadcaster at the time. He snatched the biggest broadcaster called John Madden for $8 million at the time off the other leading company called CBS, uh, Fox Sports, has basically pumped loads of money in to get Tom Brady in to do talking. What do you think? Loads. Loads is quite a uh, a minor word to use, really. Pumped loads of money, pumped an excessive amount of money. I hope it's quite well. I mean, I, I was actually quite shocked because CBS, who are also a, a, a big broadcasting company in the world of sports too, in in the US, in 2020 they spent 180 million dollars over 10 years to retain their kind of young star called Tony Romo. Now. Again, that's an enormous sum of money, but given that this is already double what that is worth, that is absolutely bonkers. And the fact is, Hope, that Tom Brady isn't even a proven NFL analyst. And it's not so that he won't be, because he has done talk shows before. He's a very, like, interactive character. He's not dry at all. He's very, he's very But he's, Well, that's the thing. There's no, there's no saying how he's going to get on. And they've guaranteed him 10 years worth of $375 million. Now, a lot of people are so assuming... Can I, just, can I just confirm? Does that mean he yes. gets that money every single year or is that at the very end of the 10 years? So it's over 10 years. But that, but that means... Years. But he'll get a salary. Yeah, exactly. So he's earning... Well, it means that he's earning $37.5 million a year because it, if you do 37.5 <laughs> times 10, it's $375 million. So he's earning... What would you even do with that money? And I hope, bearing in mind too, and this is to, to put into perspective as well, so the show, again, it hasn't been confirmed what it will look like, of course, because the show hasn't come to fruition yet, as in his role hasn't come to fruition because he's not retired. But the chance is, or, or kind of the, the odds are, he will work a maximum with the NFL of 20 days for the year, but to, to put into perspective. Because given that there's one match day a week, and depending if he does the playoffs or not, there are only a certain amount of games in the season and then postseason, and I can't imagine he's going to do all of them. So he'll be at only he, 37 million pounds 37.5 million pound for 20 days work a year well it might be slightly more than that but but call it call it a minimum you know, a minimal amount of work at that time in fairness he is calling the play so he's the he's the lead for their show he's like the jamie carragher or the gary neville you know he's he's the figurehead the pioneer of their show everything will come down to him and his thoughts and um, but exactly he's going to be earning that much money but he'll also have producers who are helping him with all of that stuff. It won't be like he's going to wait, going away and doing all his research. He'll have people talking to him in his ear. Often, hope when you look at sort of broadcasters and people like that, there are some old school traditional broadcasters, so as in commentators, whoever, who will write all their notes. But actually, nowadays, an insight would be someone like Sky, BT, Amazon, any of those, any of the presenters, they get given reams of paper and notes and stats. So you actually don't need to learn anything. Your yeah. job literally is to. Re- so exactly. So and it'll be on. It will be on an auto cue. Someone will say, "Right, actually, it's this figure. Get this. Get this yeah. bit right. Mention this." Exactly. And for, to be in fairness. 
I can see why Fox have done it. I think it's very, it's very, from a business point of view, it's very clever from Fox because they, of course, want to generate more money. And by bringing Tom Brady in versus the, the random Joe blogs, that will generate more revenue. As an example, right now, if you know that, a bit like why everyone subscribes to Sky, you know that you're going to watch Gary Neville often on a Monday night, Gary Neville argue with Jamie Carragher about the weekend's news. That's fantastic. That draws people in, or it's Roy Keane or Thierry Henry or whoever. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you've got, you know, a player that you've never heard of or an NFL analyst that you're like, you know, don't know who that is. Bob Smith from down the road. Exactly. Or you've got, you know, you've got the random bloke that your pub you were talking about at the beginning. You've got the random bloke, Big Dave from the pub, and he's giving you all the all the analysis. It might not be very good. Whereas, you know, Mr. Tom Brady is the best quarterback of all time. He will give you great insight. And you're right. It might not be guaranteed that it will be fantastic. But very, very interesting news this week. And an absolutely brilliant publicity stunt because everyone's going to be talking about it and everyone's going to want to see it because they're going to think he's really... He, do you know what? I've got a sneaky suspicion. I mean, I could be wrong. I haven't done the research you have. This could all be a publicity stunt. Has, have they actually shown a photograph of the contract? No, but the reason why this is definitely confirmed is because the CEO of the company, who is Rupert Murdo- Murdoch's son, confirmed on a phone call, on a business phone call, that this this offer has been made. So it, okay. it will definitely, definitely happen. There's no there's no denying that. But I want to put it into perspective. Obviously, you know, um, sports players earn loads and loads of, lots of them earn loads and loads of cash, especially at, you know, upper echelon sports. Tom Brady, in his 23 playing year career, has earned himself roughly, and this isn't a guarantee, this is rough, $333 million, which is, of course, a lot of money. But bearing in mind, what what I think it makes you realise more than anything yeah. is that he is making from half, oh. and, and, yeah, more, and he's not doing anything, effect, like he's not playing, you know, it's, he's not, that will be a job that he does from the sidelines or from a studio or wherever. Um, but I just found it fascinating that actually that they were, that Fox have taken this really brave stance and have gone with Tom Brady when actually, and again, there's no denying he's the best quarterback to ever play the game, 100%. But actually, it's a very brave thing for someone who isn't necessarily a proven analyst. Mm. Well, good luck, Brady. Yeah, Enjoy. there you go. So that so we'll have to wait and see whether he retires next season or the season after. All we know is that Tom Brady is going to get an absolutely fat payout. Well, I'm sure he, I'm sure he loves his job, but realistically, if that was on the line and you've been doing your your job for this, however many years and the training and the diet and all of that stuff, you probably think, well, all right, go over there now. Someone make my sandwiches for me. Get my cups of tea delivered by a runner. Oh, out, it'll be, he'll be living in luxury. He'll be having the best time earning $375 million. I wouldn't mind doing the same thing. So if NFL, if you are listening, or Fox Sports, and you need an analyst, just let us know. Uh, I don't know much about the game, but I'll... Uh... <laughs> and if you need someone who knows nothing about the game, um, an absolute dummy, I'm also up for being hired. Just sign us both, honestly. Just at don't this expect point, just... anything big from me. I'll just bring in some random facts. That's all right. We appreciate random facts. But there you go. Hope that is story number one. Mr. Tom Brady um, has absolutely smashed it. So fair play and kudos to him. Story number two. We're going from a man that's earned himself a lot of money to a man that's breached some of the rules. We're talking about Newcastle star Alan St. Maximan. Oh, naughty Nelly. Naughty. Do you know who Alan St. Maximan is, Hope? The only Newcastle player I know is Callum Wilson. Oh, you've been over that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> not necessarily for his football skills. No. But his butt looks peachy when he's running. <laughs> right, Sorry, swiftly. Oh, she's <laughs> off. She's off. God, really? I tell you what, this is, and this is what I have to work with every week. And it is like. Yeah, yeah. you love it. Um, 
Uh, well, yeah. Hope the big news is that Alan Maxman, Newcastle winger, he often wears a headband. You might recognise him. He's got um he's got kind of cornrows that stick up, very skillful, very quick. Like he often does lots of step overs, lots of like he's a he's a very flamboyant player, often lots of skill moves. Um French winger. He has actually broken the regulations. He's breached rule, I believe it's called B2. I know who he is. He has like a bit of hair that's floppy. Yes, that is Alan Maxman. I know who he I, is. I knew, yes. uh, he, he played the other week. With, he did against, against Liverpool. Liverpool, yeah, I watched yes. him. Alan Maxman, there you go. So he actually has, he's breached it twice uh, over the last, in the last month, um, the FA's kit and regulations rule and advertising too, because of a branded headband in two Premier League games. So he wore a Louis Vuitton headband against Wolves and against Leicester last month. Is that how you um, say he, it? Louis is Vuitton. V, is it a V, you said it like a W, Vuitton. Yeah, Louis Vuitton. Yeah. How do you it? say it? Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Um, it depends on how I think. I, I probably am saying it wrong because I've not got any designer gear. No, I think Louis Vuitton was, was what they probably Ooh, say. Louis Vuitton. Louis, Louis, Louis Vuitton. Vuitton. Yeah. It's quite like it's quite like to the to the. It's to like the my point. friend anyway. they had that YSL thing, and I was like, oh, is it Yves Saint Laurent? Yves, <laughs> like blooming hives, like a, like a bee, stick, like a honey. Stick to me, Adidas. No, you know, you're going to stick to your Sainsbury's, your Sainsbury's shopping. That's what yeah, I'm yeah, I'll stick to my Florence and Fred and my two. Exactly. Yeah, so sorry, no, carry on. Um, but no, there you go, Hope. So he he basically, it was announced this week that he's broken yeah, FA Regulation B2, which obviously states about the fact that you can... So the rule in the Premier League, Hope, which is a bit interesting to kind of give you some backstory, is that you are allowed to wear a headband, but it must be the same colour as your kit. So it can't clash with your kit and it can't have any external branding. So you can't be wearing, you know, you can't be wearing, as he was, a Louis Vuitton headband um, at the same time while playing in your Newcastle kit. But interestingly, back in 2019, he actually wore a Gucci headband against Man United, but he actually covered up. So they stuck a sticker on, mm. the, on, on the headband. Although this time round, they didn't do that for his headband. And now he's getting a, he's getting a fine for it by the looks. Well, they do that, like if you're doing a TV show and you've got brands on you, they get black tape out. Because I remember doing a, I've done a show on Netflix before, cheeky plug, and um, I had Nikes on, or Nike, however you'd say that, I'm getting it all wrong, and they put black tape all over it. And I was thinking, oh, these are my new shoes, what are you, what are you doing? But they can't advertise it. Do these football kit people supply stuff like headbands? Because if they don't, they should. They've got enough money pumped into the clubs. They should be able to have everything that a player may want. No, they do hope. So you can get all of that stuff. Often when, if you're also sponsored by a company like Nike or Adidas or, or Puma or whoever, they will supply you whatever you need. So if you're the sort of person that needs, you know, wrist tape or a headband or, you know, they will provide, or shin pads, they'll provide all of it for you. You might not necessarily use their product, but you will get provided. But for a kit manufacturer, as in for um, for the kit manufacturers, no. So if you play for Newcastle United, they will provide you, normally, they'd give you the shorts, the socks and the top, as in the, the shirt. And yeah. they might possibly provide you something else. I don't know. But no, normally accessories, so stuff like wristbands, headbands, um, bandanas, whatever, they will all be from your own doing. Do we know how much the fine is? No. So he's got to the 19th of May to make a claim as to why he did it and why he didn't cover it up. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. But that'll obviously be next Friday. So keep your eyes peeled for that in the news. But it should be quite interesting because he could get quite a substantial fine. I don't know. I, I don't think he'd get banned for it. Um, but it is a bit weird to think that, you know, I just found it a bit strange in the news this week that actually 
he played in 2019. He wore yeah. a Gucci headband. He was known for his Gucci headband. That was the thing. It was kind of his cool thing. So often what he'd do is going into training, he'd show it. And then when the game was on, he'd tape it up. But he was known, like, you know, he's known for wearing designer headbands. So it was just a bit strange that actually three years on, he's wearing a headband, but... Maybe yeah, his maybe. missus got it for him and she kept nagging him about not wearing it. And he thought, <laughs> oh, for goodness sake, I'm going to just wear it and pay the fine just to shut her up. You never know. I mean, in fairness, there was some there was some claim hope coming out of um of the Newcastle camp. Again, don't like speculation, but it was interesting to kind of read after this was that actually quite a few of the quite a few of the Newcastle players had been complaining that he'd been causing antics in training and oh. that he often wears jewellery to training, which he gets fined for. So there's some saying that actually maybe he doesn't care about the rules. Um but my what That's I will find silly. Like what are you doing? Truth is I've mixed feelings because part of me is that I agree with the Premier League that you shouldn't be wearing external brands because that's advertising. There's huge issues with advertising and promotion, all of those things. But to go and kind of like fine him, you know, if he's wearing a headband that says on it, I hate Sunderland or all the way around it, I'd, feel, I'd you know, I feel a bit different about it. But, and I get it to design a headband and that, you know, is a reg, um, a breaches regulations to do with advertising and all those things. But it just feels a bit like, it's a bit random and there's you know there's so many other issues going on in the world especially in the world of football with say at the moment there's a huge argument about referees and actually how fair are referees for different teams and yet quick question you know, on the referee front sorry to interrupt you there but no. the referee we had the other day what did you Which think of game? him who liverpool had against 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 tottenham uh, it might, might have been this aston villa Oh, in fairness, Hope, I didn't. I was out, so I oh, saw yeah. the highlights of that. Yes, I was. Okay, wasn't... well, if anyone else watched that, let me know what you thought about it because but I, give you... I think the ref weren't good. The referees this season, the decisions they've given, I know last season was controversial because VAR had been introduced. This season, the referees, on the whole, in the UK, have been absolutely dire. Like, they are, they're dreadful. And the, 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 there is no consistency. So your team could get a yellow card for the same challenge that my team could do, but mm-hmm. your team will only get a yellow, and mine will get a red. And I would know it's about the same team, but you get the principle. Like, you, ha- you yeah. Hear, yeah, you know, you hear arguments all the time, like, oh, um, the foul on Lukaku was only a yellow, but the foul on Salah was... A- and it's like, there is no... It's, it's just stupid. It's just stupid. But there you go. So as I said, that's just one example that the FA could be looking into, but they're not, and they're finding Alan Samaxman. Um, but I hope for his sake that he's not fined too heavily, because actually, I understand that, you know, it was wrong of him to do that. And again, it breaches all sorts of different codes and conducts for their club. But actually, it's not as if he's done something really naughty. He's just, you know, he's, he, he's you know, it's a piece of clothing. You, you say that. But if they, if they don't, if they let him off, then what's everyone else going to start doing? And also, it's not as if he knew that he'd get a fine for doing that because he's had the conversation before. So if they don't fine him, like what's, what's your alternative? If, if they don't fine him, what's the alternative? Give him a slap on the wrist because he's clearly not going to listen. In fairness, the headband is actually, the, the headband he wore on the weekend is actually the colours of the club. In conclusion, the, the point is regardless, he shouldn't have done it. It's silly. And the fact that no one advised him not to do that and should have taped it up is stupid. But I think the, the, the reason why I felt I was a bit like blimey is that, as I said, there are just so many issues in the Premier League and in English football at the moment that this is the issue they're looking into. And it's like, really? Before we we end today's episode, there's one more story to come. Who is this individual that you're going to tell me about? We're going to talk about a man that we have discussed before. So a man that we've discussed. Will it be one I remember? Um, I think, no, to be fair, I think you might do. I'd be surprised if you didn't, but it'll be okay if you don't. Don't worry if you don't. We're talking about 34-year-old F1 driver, Sebastian Vettel. Yes, I know him. 
Hey, there you go. Nice now, this week, Hope Sebastian Vettel has basically questioned his career over climate change. So he basically is in the news for a number of different publications, raised the issue of Formula One versus climate change and what that means for him as a driver. Very interesting. I know. I thought this would be a nice little story to wrap us up because actually it was quite a quite an ethical issue. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, this could inspire everyone to look at their own, not only their habits, but their actual livelihoods and think, hold on a minute. I work in this office. I print off 50 sheets of paper a day for these reports. Do I want to do this anymore? No. Exactly. See, the four-time world champion and Aston Martin driver spoke to BBC Question Time and Sky Sports as a follow-up. Um, and he basically, at the weekend hope, he wore a t-shirt to the Miami Grand Prix, which read Miami 2060, first Grand Prix underwater. Act now or swim later. Oh, good t-shirt. Very yeah, bold. Yeah, so very, very bold. But actually it was quite cool, but very bold. But in this interview, Hope, he basically acknowledged that he's a hypocrite and he was highlighting the fact that he loves driving and that his passion is F1 and his passion is racing. But as soon as he steps out of the car, he feels that conflict, you know, that 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 guilt. conflict inside himself. Yeah, the guilt, exactly, of driving versus um versus the human resources that are going into into like pumping the car along. So what needs to happen is racing can still be a thing. Of course, it's, it's people's livelihood. It's a, it's a whole industry. But we need to sort out the cars. So they need to be electric powered or hydro powered would be even better. Well, I hope this is the thing. It's exactly, you, you beat me to it because this is what we're coming on to. Because he actually also feels conflicted because he said that F1, just like a lot of things during COVID and lockdown, was an escape for people. Watching the F1, the F1 was one of the first events that returned um, to the world. So we were able to watch F1 during lockdown, all those things. And that was brilliant. And so it is a form of entertainment. It's a form of escapism. The F1 has promised that the sport will be sustainably fueled by 2026, which basically means that effectively it will, it's a sustainable business. So it'll be carbon it then, zero, whatever it is. Well, this is the thing. It will nearly be. It wants to be net zero carbon by 2030. That's the aim. So they've got 2026 is is sustainable fuel. So changing the cars and the emissions and all that stuff. And then at the next point, it's net zero. Because the thing is, are they taking into consideration not just the actual racing cars, but all of the massive buses and coaches that go along with all the staff and all the food and all that stuff? Because they're huge, those vessels. I think I think they've certainly acknowledged that hope. I think that's definitely something they've thought about. And I think the the point that you made about F1 cars being electric, they've discussed in great detail and there's lots of research going on at the moment. But the truth about it is if you want an F1 car, like if you want a, a powerful explosive car that can do that amount of laps burning that amount, amount of energy, you need an enormous battery. So F1, instead of like, it, it, it go from these sort of like, you know, slender cars that are aerodynamic and stuff to these fat bricks that would drive along like a tank and it would become, you know, it, the, the, the racing would change. So they their aim is that they want to use a fuel that doesn't contribute any more than they make. So as I said, it's net zero. So the aim is that they're going to use sustainable fuel that will basically is, is just renewable energy made from all sorts of interesting like biomass things. Mm-hmm. But currently, hope the cars a bit like in the UK, they currently run on E10 fuel, which is available to all people. That's 90% fossil fuel and 10% renewable ethanol. So that is currently like their healthiest 
um, form of fuel at the moment, if you will, which is what F1 is using. But they are aiming to change that. But it's difficult, isn't it? So, you know, Seb's contract expires at the end of next season. And it'll be interesting to see if he decides to stay on, if he sort of, if he, if he calls it quits after saying this. But equally... It'll be interesting as well if he can last, say, till 2026. And then, or you never know, maybe he'll become a brand mm. ambassador for F1. Uh, he'll, you know, he'll quit racing and then he'll go into advertising for climate change. Who knows? Well, even if he doesn't retire, and I don't think he necessarily will, but he's raising some really interesting... He's, he's making these conversations happen because politicians can have the conversations. People who are in charge of the F1 can have these conversations. But when I actually get a racer who's got the profile come out and say something like that, that's going to have a huge impact. Um, I don't know why he's uh, vegan. It might not be um, for environmental reasons. It might just be for diet. But Lewis Hamilton also has his vegan burger restaurants, doesn't he? Yeah. Maybe he'll come out and say something as well. Or maybe, can you imagine if they both just said, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Can't. And pulled the plug. Yeah. For the planet. And that- and you never know. You never know. And that, and I, but I think the truth is that F one is a it's an important sector within the sporting world because obviously it does it does pump loads and loads and loads of fuel out into the world in, in all sorts of different ways. But equally, all sports do that. You know, whether you're talking about like we discussed last time with fuel. You remember when Manchester was it Manchester United flew? Was it on that they did their twenty minute flight to Leicester yeah. or something? Was, yeah. Do you remember that? And it was that. And that's that's a sort of example where you go, that's just ridiculous. So I think the the, the good thing about all of this hope, regardless of F1 is that people are acknowledging that this is an issue. And the truth about climate change is it's irreversible. You know, we can't make back what we've done. So it's important now to act and to change so that way we can do less damage. But I don't know. I mean, truthfully, to say that we're, you know, to say that F1 will be net zero carbon by the start of 2030, that is a bold claim. Equally, to be sustainably fueled by 2026, that's four years away. And they're going to have yeah. to develop a new product. And by the sounds, there is, all, from what I what I read in different forums for F1 fans, there's testing happening in Austria, in Japan, in Australia, in America. So there are all sorts of different labs, particularly for F1 for these fuels, trying to work out the best way to go about doing this. Um, but it remains to be seen whether it actually happens or not. There we go. I mean, one thing I will say as well with with Seb is that him actually saying that he feels this guilt is Mm. actually really nice for others to hear because I think we all have periods where we think like that. I mean, I try and do my bit. I use use an organic, not organic, it's sustainable deodorant nowadays. I don't smell as good as I used to, but I feel like I'm doing my bit when I roll it on. And I've got like bamboo earbuds and I use... Uh, reusable cotton pads which are made out of bamboo so try and do little bits like that but sometimes you do feel you feel the guilt so I think that's oh, nice that he's acknowledged that absolutely I remember Hope even going to the US a couple of weeks ago back in New York oh, and America you, know, you just feel constantly yeah. like what on earth is going on it kind of makes you realize that actually in a country like that how much single-use plastic they're using and then you think if that's on a worldwide scale, which yeah. it's in, and I know it's not necessarily for all countries. And, and I think the UK, I'm quite proud in one sense that even going there, I felt quite proud that we're trying to cut out using more plastic. In but that it also sense. makes you feel like completely defeated because it's like, not that you would go home and not recycle anymore, but it makes you think, what's the point? If they're using these massive trucks, which have got like really horrible fuel being pumped out all the time. Yeah. It makes you think, ugh, but yeah. Can't, no, I can't change the world, can only change ourselves. And little by little, Lewis, we sprinkle goodness like seeds in a forest and they grow. And that's my See, take on it. 
on that merry note, we'll wrap the episode up there. Hope that was that was a lovely little way to finish it. I will say before we go, everybody, please do keep your eyes peeled because we have a very, very, very exciting interview coming soon to wrap up season three of Sports and Dummies. So please do keep your eyes peeled because um, that will be coming out very soon. We can't say anything more than that. All any, any hints, so or I will say, so? I will say, it's a sport that you may not expect us to talk about. It's one that I don't know a lot about, and it is someone who has been representative of his country. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, there you go. So it's big news. So we are, we are talking to an international star here, people. So it's going to be big. Mm-hmm. So please keep your eyes peeled for that. That should be out at some point in the very near future. But if you did enjoy this episode, please do drop us um, a message on any social media, whether that's our email or our Twitter or even our TikTok. Who knows? Whatever you want to do. Oh, yeah, we have do. got TikTok. Forget about that one. We do. We have TikTok. So please do drop us a message. Um, let us know anything we missed in the sport, anything you'd love to hear, anything that you wish we'd spoken about. And if you did enjoy this episode, please do leave us a review. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, um, just drop us a little five stars. It would mean a lot. Thanks very much. Final note on that. If you want to give us a little bit of a, a bit of money. <laughs> yeah. I hate doing this bit. If you want to give us a little bit of money, you can. Uh, basically, we have this collection pot set up. And basically, we're going to see how much money we can raise because people like you enjoy listening. If you want to give us a bit of money, we're going to see how much we can get. And then at the end of the year, we're going to open that pot up near Christmas and we're going to invest in the podcast and make it bigger and better. So if you want to give us a little bit of money, even if it's 20p, don't matter. We'd really appreciate that little token. Um, But as always, no pressure. We're just happy that you're listening. Lewis, love you. Hope, love you too. Peace out, people. Catch you. Bye. Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.